I want to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so you can have it be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, plus many more. You can make money from your podcast with absolutely no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Welcome to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto, and I'm super excited to have my new friend, Daniela Corradini, host of the Dating Millennial Podcast on today. Daniela, how you doing? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Super glad to have you on the podcast. Uh, it's so nice to meet you. Uh, this is so such a, a treat for me, uh, meeting a Las Vegas-based New Jersey girl to talk about dating. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that kind of weird? It's it's <laughs> am, it's amazing. It's not a very traditional route, but you know, somehow <laughs> I ended up in Las Vegas. You know what? I grew up Italian. My dad's Italian, so you know, I was just trying to find all my Italians on the West Coast, and they happened to be in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shock, <laughs> right? Shocker! How'd they get there? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, um, Danielle. For uh, for the listeners, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself, your background? Uh, kind of how you got to beating uh, the host of the Dating Millennial podcast, and and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So my story is kind of interesting, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting. Um, so I was in a three-year relationship, and I actually met my boyfriend at the time, um, literally on the day that I said, I don't want to date anymore in LA. I'm sick and tired of dating wow. and I literally met him 30 minutes after I said that like it was like the stars were aligning or God was trying to play a funny joke on me whatever <laughs> amazing <laughs> and, and so we were together for three years and we thought we were gonna get married and have kids and I thought this person was my person my parents loved him my whole family loved him I loved his family and like we just seemed like everything was going well and then you know the pandemic happened and I just started to realize like whoa, I don't think I'm in love with this person anymore. Wow. And he was 11 years older than me, wanted a lot of kids and was like kind of ready to take that step. And I just wasn't ready. And I kind of had to be honest with myself and be like, I need to let him go because it's not fair to hold on to someone that has this kind of timeline. You know, they're already 11 years older than me. Like, it's not fair, you know? And so I had to kind of cut my ties I mourned our relationship for two weeks, but realized also, you know, I was kind of emotionally checked out for a long time. And so I hopped back in the dating game kind of sooner than people expected me to. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of threw myself back out there and was like, well, I'm curious, like what's out there? And I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, what happened after the past three years? Like, what is this? All this terminology, all this technology. I like don't understand your behavior. Like I was 
so thrown off. It had been a long time since I've dated. Yeah. You know, when you're first out of college and you're dating in college and you're first out of college, it's very different mm-hmm. after a couple years and you're living your adult life and you're paying taxes and you're like kind of just growing into your own person. You become a totally different person and you're like, whoa, like, how did I get here? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. And so I needed a place to kind of vent and like understand my feelings. And I, you know, always had this itch to talk about dating. And I've, you know, when I was in college, everyone called me the dating queen. Everyone always asked me about my dating life and thought I was like a pro at dating apps and whatever. And then I was like, you know what? Like, let me just kind of do it. And so I was talking to a guy like right after like Thanksgiving, we just started talking and he's actually someone I'm still dating right now. And he was like, you should start a podcast and a blog. Like, I think you have something that's like really valuable. And I was like, really? And he was like, totally just go for it. Just do it. And so I did it and I launched Dating Millennial January 1st of this year. And now I've had some like somewhat minor success to the point where like, we, I'm going to uh, run my uh, merch line for Dating Millennial um, pretty soon within the next couple of weeks. And so my sister is wearing one of our beta hats just to, like, walk around and see if we get any. The Denver airport and was like, where did you get that hat? Like, I love Dating Millennial. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, you know my sister's podcast? And so that to me blew me away. And I was like, I can't believe it. And I was like, I have to be doing something right. Cause someone, at least that one person that came up to her likes it enough to tell her, Hey, I like that podcast. Where'd you get that hat? So that's amazing. That's kind of, that's kind of my story. And I love it. And I love that you just started to like, I had no experience in podcasting and now somewhat some, so at least one person out there <laughs> likes my podcast. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I binged it. Uh, I listened to the three most recent episodes before having you on. Um, I thought the soulmate episode was super enlightening. Um, and, and something that I, I question a lot. So do, do you believe in soulmates? Like what is something that you either can point to for a definitive yes or a definitive no? (laughs) I don't know if there's any definitive in love. (laughs) (laughs) True that. It's so, it's so (laughs) personal and it's so on person to person, but I mean, look, I grew up super Catholic, and I like to hope that God made this one person just for me on this planet, right? But what happens if, like, lightning strikes that one person, you know? Yeah, right. Then what? Then what, God? Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. I think souls can connect on different levels. I think people can catch each other, you know, catch their gazes across the room and be like, whoa, like, this person's going to be important to me. Mm -hmm. And I think you can have soul, you know, soul mates that aren't, you know, you know, I feel like I have a soulmate that's like a girl, but we're not romantically involved. Like, sure. I, th- I think souls are very different. So, yes, I believe in soulmates, but I don't know if, like, I believe that there's only one person out there for the rest of your life. Because, like, there's so many people on this planet that that could, you know, vibe with you on so many different levels. And they could just be your person for a short amount of time, like, mm-hmm. while you're growing or they could be your person forever, you know, depending on like how much commitment that you want and how much that person is ready to commit to you. So I think it really depends. I would like to think that there's one person for everyone out there, but I don't know if there's just one person. I think there could be multiple. That's my theory. (laughs) I I think that's a a great answer. I I couldn't agree with you anymore. Um, What kind of like inspired you to start your podcast? I mean, obviously your boyfriend 
thought it'd be a great idea, but like what kind of gave you the inspiration besides him? And then like the confidence that you have in yourself to start it. Um, you know, it's something that I've questioned about myself and, uh, I I think it'd be really interesting to kind of hear what your take is, is, is kind of what got you going in that direction. Yeah, I totally just kind of, like I said, I was coming from a place of hurt and I needed some healing. So I was kind of really in the beginning doing it for myself. And so then I kind of remembered, you know, when I was younger and going through college, I was like, man, like, I wish I had resources and I wish I had people to talk to about dating when I was younger. Yes, I had my girlfriends, but like, there's only so much you can tell your friends, right? They're going to keep hearing the same things over and over and over again. And you're like, okay, like, like move on. Like, I don't want to hear this anymore. (laughs) And so I was like, I wish I had like a third party or just had someone to kind of talk to. And, you know, my parents are, you know, being Catholic, were not really open to talking about relationships or talking about sex with me or talking about, you know, my dating life. And so I thought, look, like if I can help someone and be that third party or enlighten someone on what's going on in the dating world or kind of just be that friend that like has no stake in your life and is like, hey, like you shouldn't do that, you know, like why not? And so I really just kind of did this for my younger self and wish I, you know, wish I had, you know, just tried to be the person that I wish I had when I was younger. And so that really inspired me. And, you know, obviously with the support of my, my boyfriend who was just like, go for it, do it. Like, so thankful for him because I would not be where I am without him. He pushes me a lot to kind of continue to do dating millennial, although it's kind of messed with our relationship somewhat, (laughs) but you know, like I just, I really want to help people at the end of the day. And I, I think this comes from any perspective when it, whether you're in sales or marketing or you work for a company, like, I think like you can, you can do so much and you will be so successful in your job if you come from a place of helping. And I was, I I was in sales um, the past year prior to the pandemic. And the only way that I was able to get like, and be one of the top salespeople outside of our main territory um, in LA was like, I just came from a place of help. I was like, look, like I resonate with your pain points. Like I understand that, like, let me help you get past those. And so that's what I want to do with, relationships and dating and normalize this, you know, talking about dating and, you know, try to get this weird stigma around dating because people don't see dating and what their love life and their relationships equal to their jobs, which is so wild to me. Yeah. Completely. So crazy. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I love the name of your podcast dating millennial because I think I'm the oldest millennial and you're the youngest millennial. We're like on yeah. the opposite ends of the spectrum. So <laughs> it's super interesting to me to, to get the input of someone who I'm a contemporary with, but in a lot of sure. ways I have vastly different experiences, um, Absolutely. from like a dating perspective. Um, Absolutely. how has the pandemic, the last year of your life kind of in, in been impacted by the pandemic, uh, being at home, not being able to travel. What's like the last year of your life looked like? Obviously you started a podcast in January. You've got a new slash new ish relationship. Um, yeah. what's like the, the last year of your life been like? Ooh, ups and downs, my friend, <laughs> <laughs> ups and freaking downs. I mean, look, I think it was a great year in the in the sense that I grew as a person. I truly got to understand who I am as a person. And I have to say, although I'm super emotional <laughs> all the time and feel like I'm failing half the time, but, like, I'm really cool with, like, who I am as a 
as a person now and like my really small group of friends or my family and my tribe like I'm really solid with them like and that's one thing that I'm so grateful that I have from the pandemic but like you know, I got furloughed in October, and that's why I started treating Dating Millennial like my, my day-to-day job. I, I really try to, to be the best I can with Dating Millennial. And, like, you know, dating got weird. Like, now I was doing FaceTime dates. I've done several <laughs> FaceTime dates. Like, my boyfriend that I'm, I'm with right now, like, we did our first, our first date was a FaceTime date. Someone I was seeing ser- the somewhat seriously before, like, our first uh, date was a FaceTime date, too. I mean, he was traveling, whatever, but, like... You know, I, I, that was the only way for us to connect. And so dating has changed so much. You know, the apps have just absolutely blown up. And now you have all these weird fake accounts and you hear about <laughs> people getting scammed and everything. Like, you know, like the pandemic has done so many weird things to me in my life and obviously to dating and relationships. But I think the best come out that I've, you know, the best takeaway that I've had is like, I'm really okay with who I am right now. And I think. I'm the most confident in who I am as a person and I'm the most okay with like, I can go to bed at night and know like I'm still a good person and that's okay. Like I, I did my best today. And wow. like knowing that I have a really solid group of friends around me and, you know, have the support of my family, like that's everything, you know, when I, in the prior to pandemic, I don't know if I gave a shit about that. Oops, sorry. I don't know if you're allowed to curse. On oh, show, for but... sure. Curse away. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't know if I gave a shit about like my, my tribe. Like I gave a shit about making money and like being successful and like you know my relationship was on the side and maybe that's why you know I it kind of crumbled you know during the pandemic because I was like whoa <laughs> like I don't I'm not making money I'm not focused on my career what what now you know yeah so a lot of things have changed but I'm I'm really cool with who I am right right now thankfully. that's amazing <laughs> I, I mean I, I find that super inspiring even as someone who's supposed to be you know ten years you know, you're, you're senior and, and have all my shit together. Um, because for sure at 25 and 26, I did not have that level of clarity, um, in terms of, you know, work relationships, family. I mean, to, to say that I was just barely starting to figure it out would, would be an understatement. I feel like I've finally hit my stride in the last five years of chasing my passions, figuring out what it is that, that makes me happy and doing it. And man, kudos to you that, at you know, you're young, 25, 26, uh, yes. in, in my book. <laughs> uh, I, to, I am to, young. I will admit that I'm young. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny because like when you're like in your, you know, late teens, someone in your thirties is, Oh my God, they've got their entire life figured out. And then now sitting in your, in my mid thirties, I realized how naive and stupid I was as a kid. And mm-hmm. that, that, you know, quote unquote kid, uh, lasts, I think until about your, your mid twenties for sure. So you are, young, yeah. but to hear that you've, uh, really grown so tremendously in the last year is super inspiring to me. Oh, um, thank you. And I, I think that's just incredible. Um, obviously, uh, you know, take work aside. Um, mm-hmm. The podcast is something that you're spending a lot of your time on. What mm-hmm. is your biggest success to date with the podcast? And where do you see it in the next, you know, six months, a year? Yeah, I, I, I think, like I said, like the, the wonderful female that came up to my sister in the Denver airport. I was not with her. Yeah. So she told me this. And, you know, for me, like that is like success to me that like someone (laughs) out there knows about my podcast besides my small little group of friends that I know listen to my podcast all the time or like my family or whatever. Like to me, that's success or the people, you know, success is also like I have a Q and a section of uh, my, my 
website. And so people can submit um, questions and like, I, I've been terrible at getting back to them. So I, I'm switching it now to Instagram so that I can just put everything all in one place. And um, long story short, like around Valentine's day, I was getting like, uh, like 50 questions a day. And I was like, Whoa, wow. I'm overwhelmed. Like, I don't even know how to answer 50 questions in <laughs> one day. Like what the heck? So like that, like the, that people are really looking for help, like, and I'm doing my best to help and like be there for them and be that support system that they need. Like to me that that success, like I, and you know, where I, I hope to go is like, I kind of wish I was doing what you used to do. Like I wish I was like kind of like a featured columnist or like, I want to be that girl that people go to with dating and relationships. And maybe it's not the same anymore. Cause like publications look incredibly different. You know, sure. people used to like, let's like think about sex in the city, right? Like people <laughs> used to go to those people for like, you know, your column, everyday column on like sex and whatever. But like, it's a little different, but like, I would love to be that person that people can just go to and be like, Oh, Jane millennial. Yes. Like, let me ask her for help like she she gets it or you know just kind of be known for like helping people in their love lives like as long as I can help people then then I've done my job you know I love that absolutely I mean truthfully it's it's one of the reasons why I started my own podcast I'm I'm constantly the friend that gets bombarded with questions about uh you know my friends relationships um you know whether it's dating advice sex advice questions, answers. It's constantly, um, me over the years answering someone else's question. And, uh, I think it's more so my, my, my philosophy is do as I say, not as I do, obviously being 35 yes. and single, <laughs> I'm really good at telling <laughs> other people what to do and not necessarily listening to my own advice. Um, sure. but I love that we've got this, this commonality <laughs> in, in wanting to give people good advice because at the end of the day, um, there's just so much, you know, pressure out there to be, uh, you know, really sexual, really date a lot. It's just like, there's so much out there and, and, and I agree, there's not really that place to turn anymore where people can get like kind of just unbiased sound advice on what they're doing. And man, I think that question and answer, uh, thing could be huge for you. That's, that's really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> that's all I'm doing every day. I'm just trying <laughs> it, on, on, on par with that. What are like some of the major questions that you see come up uh is there kind of any common themes whether the questions are coming from guys from girls uh you know obviously i think this has been the most unique year of dating in history um sure. is, there, is there anything that you kind of see that links people you know male female you know east coast west coast etc yeah so i actually have my q a be completely anonymous because i want people oh, to okay. feel so I don't even know their gender. I don't know their age. I don't know. It could literally be the same person that needs to see questions, <laughs> yeah, which would be kind of weird. Please don't do that. But like, I mean, I guess <laughs> yeah. I mean, that it fills my time. But the way they're they're kind of uh, formatted see, makes it makes me believe that they're different people. But in any case, I think they're just an array of questions. A lot of them have to deal with like you know, how do I know this person isn't cheating on me? How do I know this person is the one for me? Like, I think they're all really solid, normal questions that everyone kind of just keeps asking each other. Some of them get pretty wild where <laughs> someone was like, oh, like, how do does, like, my family create a profile for me so they can find, like, a match for me? And I'm like, why wouldn't you find your own match? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or, like, someone was like, what if, 
um, what if my partner has really weird phobias, like leaving their house is like a phobia for them. Wow. And I was like, well, if you are already questioning yourself about that, like maybe this person isn't for you, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's really interesting to kind of see what people are thinking about. But a lot of the time they're incredibly normal and they're, you know, just, you know, basic questions where people are just trying to understand love and understand people's behaviors and, you know, just trying to get through the weird dating world. Um, so I don't know if there's necessarily any kind of um, underlying theme, but I mm-hmm. would say some of them do get a little interesting <laughs> where I'm like, why are you dating this person? Because <laughs> even one person was like, what if they want to change my hair, my clothes, like everything Ooh. about me? I'm like, don't date that person. Like, yeah. why? Like, run, run for the hills. Red, like, go away. red flag for sure. Yeah. 100% a red flag. Do not be with that person. I uh, couldn't agree more. Um, if this is uh, one of my listeners first time hearing you, obviously um, this is your first time on the podcast, but I-, I would definitely like to have you on again in the future. Yeah. What's I would like, love that. Thanks. What's like the biggest piece of advice for someone uh, that's listening to you for the first time? Um, shameless plug included. Feel free to tell them to listen to your podcast. But <laughs> what's like your, your biggest piece of advice uh, for someone who's hearing you talk for the first time uh, today? Yeah, I think biggest piece of advice, like be you, be unapologetically you. And like, if that person or the people you're hanging out with don't resonate with who you are 100% you, like, they're not your people, like, do not hang out with those people. You will find your, your tribe, you will find the people that you're meant to hang out with or meant to be with, like, as long as you are 100% yourself. And I try to speak on that on my podcast. And I try to bring on, you know, different perspectives on dating as well on my podcast and talk about different apps and different technology and what's just kind of happening now as we kind of get into the modern day era of just dating. So if you would like to listen to Dating Millennial, you can find me on uh, Anchor as well, uh, Dating Millennial Podcast, but you can also find me on all of the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever. Um, And then, you know, obviously on my Instagram account, Dating Millennial, you'll always see me post. I pretty much post almost every single day. I think I take like one day off and it's usually either Saturday or Sunday. (laughs) Um, I kind of alternate whichever day I want to really just rest. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What, uh, what's your biggest dream today sitting here, you know, April 1st, you know, three months into, uh, 2021, what's your biggest dream for yourself for this year, for the next five years, 10 years, what's like the number one thing that, that you want out of your life? Yeah. For this year, I would like to stabilize my career again. <laughs> Not that I don't love dating millennial because I do. I love it so much. But like, I am ready to get back and like work as like a normal business person. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be my number one thing for this year. My hope and dream is to either this is lame, but even just like work in an office, like <laughs> I miss it. I know it's weird. I know it's weird to say, but like I miss human interaction. Um, so you know, getting back to my career, because I, I love, I, I'm really passionate about what I do, whether that's helping growing a business, or whether that's working in hospitality, or working in events, like, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the second question? <laughs> no, it was just more and more so like your, your dreams for like the next year, five years, 10 oh. years, what's like, what's, you know, what are you looking forward to that, you know, you as an incredibly confident 26 year old woman are, are, <laughs> are, are hoping for? 
Yeah, I mean, so that's like my my really short term goal is like, hopefully, dear Lord, I can get back on track with my career. Um, at least this year, you know, five years, like I hope dating millennial is like off the charts. And like, I'm still yes. loving it. And I'm still in my super healthy relationship, whether we're engaged, we're married, whatever. And then like 10 years, like, I want to be done working and have a family like I just want to be living my best life as a mom and like just enjoy my kids like I for a long time thought about giving up having children because I was dating older men and they were saying they didn't want kids and it was something that I had to like kind of slap myself in the face and be like why are you giving up something that you know you love so much you know like I I raised two girls with my previous boss like she and her husband were just really busy so I, I would chip in and was kind of like third parent like I went to like parent teacher conferences picked up the kids like seriously I was the third parent and I loved watching those girls grow up and I miss them terribly because we haven't been able to see each other because of the pandemic and it's been really hard but you know like one day I do want kids and like if that's some and that's another piece of advice do not give up don't give up your morals and your values for someone else and that goes with like if you want kids like that's a deal breaker like if you want kids keep that close to your heart because you're gonna be so you're gonna regret it so much down the road if you decide to not have kids you know and like at least as a female like you have a biological timeline or I mean look my parents adopt I adopted like my sister and I are adopted so like there there are other routes that you can take but Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing like having a beautiful child and so for me like I can't wait to have kids one day maybe not anytime soon but like I I, one day when I get to hold a, a squishy little baby like that's gonna be amazing <laughs> that's fantastic uh danielle i've i've greatly enjoyed our conversation and the way i like to wrap up my podcast are by having my guests give me uh, a singular recommendation for something that you know could be a book that you read a podcast that you listen to a movie tv show whatever um what is one recommendation that you have for the listeners today yeah absolutely okay i'm gonna go for a book because i uh trying (laughs) I'm trying to get back into reading (laughs) it's really hard for me unless it's like very relatable or the author like really understands the way I talk like that's just how I write too is just like like I'm speaking to a friend um so it's really hard for me but if you haven't read this book the subtle the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson 100% 100% please read that and then there's his like sequel too I forgot which one that's called it's like the subtle art uh no it's like giving up hope or something or that like everything's fucked something it's blue (laughs) all you need to know is it's blue and it's the same author and it's amazing and like this the way he writes is so relatable and everything he just says is just so authentic and especially authentically to him and I and I love his story and he was saying like you know he used to be a womanizer used to run around and like you Mm -hmm. know fall in love with girls all over and now he's like in a really healthy marriage and he loves his wife so much so like I really resonate with him and everything that he does but like once I read the subtle art of not giving a fuck like I just you know my heart was set free my soul was set free and I was able to live like my most authentic self and now it's really starting to come full circle and I'm trying to live by you know what he kind of posts on Instagram also follow him on Instagram because he gives some really good free advice Um, I've read the book I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well Um, but I definitely do have to follow him on, on Instagram for sure yeah and he like started off as a blogger and just designing websites too like 
he yeah he has a really interesting story and he's on a ton of different podcasts but he is like a great resource and he gives out so much great free material so definitely like follow people like that you know that just have a really good you know kind of outlook on life that resonates with you and not everyone's going to agree with this guy right so think you know if he resonates with you great if he doesn't oh well like whatever but truly i think this guy is really onto something on just being you and like not caring about what other people think and you know like being able to just be free of that is like so huge it's like a life changer such a life changer love that um yeah i'll definitely link uh that book below uh, on the show notes um my recommendation i watched an old movie last night well oldish it's it's not that recent um but it's uh called 10 years um i think it came out in like 2010 so 10 11 year old movie but the cast is stacked it's got channing tatum uh jenna dewan um, Chris Pratt, Oscar Isaac. Um, it's just, uh, it's a cute little movie. It's like an hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes long, uh, about a group of friends who come back for their 10 year high school reunion. And it's just something kind of beautiful about the story and, and, uh, and something that I think, you know, if you got an hour and a half to kill, want to watch something that's nice, it's on HBO Max. And, uh, Ooh, I'll have to check that out. Oh, it's great. It's, 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 it's one of my favorites for sure. I've got a problem with saying every movie is my favorite movie, but I, I truly do love <laughs> all, all movies for sure. Okay. Speaking of movies, sorry, just one more like su- super quick plug, like watch crazy, stupid love. If oh, you like, for sure. So, like hands down the, my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. The what's not to love. I mean, Steve Carell, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling. I mean, that movie's just. I own that movie, I think, on DVD and Apple movies. And I, I, I was between 10 years and, and Crazy Stupid Love last night, and uh, I went with 10 years. But can't go wrong with yeah, either of those. Just need a good, a feel-good, funny, but so relatable like movie. Watch that movie. Absolutely. Uh, Daniela, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Really, really enjoyed our time. I'll uh, link down below uh, the link to your podcast, Dating Millennial, and the Instagram as well. Um, wish you the best of luck. Obviously, you're going to be super successful. And uh, oh, thank you! Can't, can't I wait to do this again. Of, yeah, I wish you the best of luck. Keep podcasting. You're doing great, and people definitely need to hear what you have to say. So keep doing it. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs>